You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on Red. Special edition iFanboy podcast on the movie Red. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And joining us today is John Suntress from Word Balloon. Howdy, boys. Hey, John. Hi, welcome. John. Welcome to the fray. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a special edition podcast on the movie. We're going to talk about the film. There'll be spoilers if you haven't seen the movie or you don't want to be spoiled. Pause the show. Come back after you've seen it because uh, we can't be held responsible for yeah. your own actions. So, so uh, Red, uh, starring Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman, John Malkovich, um, who Helen else? Mirren. Uh, Helen Mirren, yeah. Mary um, Louise Parker. That's who it was, Mary Louise Parker. Uh, so that, that, Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl, Carl Urban, Urban, yep. Uh, ubiquitous Carl Urban. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Curtis Borgnine, who's still alive, apparently. <laughs> I'm 93 and I can still act. <laughs> so it, I love him. It opened in theaters this weekend, and this is the film that is, I think it's safe to say, loosely adapted from the <laughs> from the three issue miniseries read uh, uh, done written by Warren Ellis, drawn by Cully Hamner. When did it come out? Two thousand three, I think. Two thousand three, right? Okay, so did, there, yeah. so did before we talk about the movie, have either of you read the comic? Yes. yes. Okay. So yeah, I, I, and I had never read it, and I tracked it down. I read it this week because I wanted to be prepared for. Oh, it. Oh, you read it this week because I, I have no memory of what actually happened in the comic. So. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, no, I read. I literally read it like yesterday. So yeah. So, so it was loosely adapted then. Oh. <laughs> Lo- loosely, loosely is a generous term. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, it's absolutely. basically the concept, right? It's it's the well, the, no. So the the, the, com- the the concept of the comic book is that there is the, there is this retired CIA assassin who um, Frank Moses, who in the movie is played by Bruce Willis, and he's you know in he's sent out to pasture. He's in this house and uh, very Goodfellas esque, you know, very you know you know living by himself. But in the comic, new head of the CIA is getting briefed, and whoever's briefing him tells him about Frank's existence. And for whatever reason, the head of the CIA gets freaked out, says, this guy can't exist, we need to take him out, and calls an order to take him out. And then uh, they send a hit squad to his house. He takes out the hit squad, and then he decides to go to the CIA to find out who wanted to kill him. That's all the comic book is about. Yeah, I remember, I remember it was during Warren's very deconstructed yep. period. So I remember it being very... Light on story and heavy on action, which is fine. Yeah. It was. I remember enjoying it. I just don't remember the story yeah. at all. And now, yeah, those were those are those three issue miniseries that came out from homage from Warren when he was cranking them out. And you know, especially as someone who had just come back to comics, it was really exciting to see this kind of fun, violent action in comic books and stuff. So yeah, it was a very refreshing miniseries at the time. Yeah, and it, it was a lot of fun, but but when I heard that they were making the movie of it, and after reading it, I was like, so is this movie going to be a half an hour? <laughs> like, I mean, like, it was like, because it, it was really, the comic was very straightforward. It had the Mary Louise Parker character, who is a, she's uh works in the um, uh, Department of uh, Pension, Pension mm-hmm. Services for the government, yeah. and he calls her, he's like, he, she's the only outside person that he, he has no family, he has no whatever, and in the comic, he calls her about his checks, but, you know, and then, but her 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 role got way beefed up. They beefed up the romance in the movie. Like it, it was just it was uh, really interesting to see the to see like in this day. Like when I walked out of it, my thought was like in this day and age of Zack Snyder direct translation, Frank Miller esque movies. Um, you know where you know scene for scene, shot for shot, script for script. 
and then looking at like Kick-Ass, which had you know like the the um, the tone and the feel of the comic book, but wasn't exact. This was as far down that spectrum where it had the the seed of an idea, and then they built this whole movie around it. Which I thought once was I saw the once I saw the trailer, yeah. I knew what to expect and that it was going to be different. And and to Ellis and Hamner's credit, they were pretty forthright saying, "Look, this isn't you know yeah. a direct translation." So that was okay. Yeah. The story of the film is is similar. There's a Frank Moses' character is they try people try to kill him and they they're trying to kill his whole team because of something that happened in their CIA past and and then they find out it's the vice president and they go to kill they go to invest. I mean, there's there's a lot. The, the skeleton work is there. They, they I mean, but they added a lot to it. They added yeah. a lot of beef oh, yeah. to it, which yeah. which I I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Which which I it was basically what I expected going in. It was. A bunch of actors who have probably passed their action prime doing or or never have done action before, like Helen Mirren. Yep. Um, doing a fun, goofy sort of action comedy, and I enjoyed it. It was what I was expecting and what I was hoping for it to be. Yeah, it was like a senior citizen Ocean's Eleven, and I mean that in a in a very positive way because actually that was a senior uh, citizen's A team. Yeah, yeah. True, absolutely. And yeah, you're right, coming off the A team this summer, and that's that's okay. The only slight disappointment I had was. That it was a very by the numbers spy procedural road picture. Sure. You know, yeah. here's the complication. Let's go to point A, get a little more information, gunfire, point B, car crash, more information, you know, and that's okay. Um, I really think the stars elevated, though, the very simple plot. And also, maybe in this day and age where, you know, there, I think all three of us are real movie hounds and, and really enjoy and appreciate cool movies and interesting movies. Uh, this is a movie for the masses. And I think yep. the, the stars will draw people in. And also they elevate uh, this very pedestrian spy story. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and like we, we always joke about when we talk about these movies and I, I apply my, my dad filter to it. But like of all the movies we've <laughs> seen, we've seen this year, this is the one that, that he, I think he needs to go see because it's all, because of the older stars and like it, yep. it reminds me of that Space Cowboys movie. Remember when, you know, Clint Eastwood yeah. and all that, you know, yes. like, you know, but, but th- that movie kind of treated them like, oh, look at them. They're so they're old and they're and they're cute and they're doing things and like it was all very kind of you know like um, you know looking down condescending to him where this was very empowering for people you know who are older or, you know yeah. we're still we're still capable we can still kick your ass yeah. we're still good at our job yeah it was very pedestrian in terms of I think the direction was very pedestrian and there was yeah. a lot of sort of clunkiness but again like John said it was about seeing Bruce Willis one more time it was about Morgan Freeman it was about John Malkovich being crazy and having a gun it was about Helen Mirren with machine guns. Yep. It was it was more about the, watching these people. It was kind of like, and I hate to say it this way, but one more lap around the track. Yeah, of course. Kind of movie, like very much so. Know, do we'll do this one more time, and it'll be fun. It'll, and th- these kind of films, you don't go to see an invasive direction or writing. You go to see these movie stars doing their movie star turn one yep. more time before two old shoot guns and they're too old to do that. <laughs> And and in yeah, that you, and and in that manner, it worked. Like I, I yes. totally enjoyed it. I had a blast. I had a blast uh, enjoying it. I, I thought, yes, I thought it was very simple. And John, you're right. It was point A to point B points, but it was like enjoyable doing it. You know, and Definitely. you know, and like it didn't. It wasn't challenging. It wasn't innovative. You know, early on, I got a little worried because there was a lot of the cinematographer, the director, whoever loved the Michael Bay 360 shot. In like the first third <laughs> of the movie, I was like, "Oh, I'm getting dizzy" because we just keep wrapping <laughs> around people. And then there was that one scene when, um, when they're, they're getting cha- when Carl Urban's chasing Bruce Willis and he jumps out of the cop car. 
Yeah. And he just kind of like opened the door and slid out of it while the car is spinning. And I was like, oh, is it, it's going to be like, but then, but then after that, it completely dropped the, the, the cheesy camera effects over, overexposed, you know, effect, uh, effects, you know, kind of look and was very straight, was very straightforward. So, um, yeah, it's a good point, actually. Yeah. I, uh, you know, cause I saw it a couple months ago at a, at a sneak preview through my radio station and, uh, the uh, the other thing is that you know another movie from uh, the '80s that is kind of like oh isn't it nice to see the old people can still do it? It reminded me of Tough Guys, the uh, Kirk Douglas Burt Lancaster film where they were uh, criminals coming out of prison and decide to uh, rob a bank again and right. uh, plan a big heist. And um, in a lot of ways, John Malkovich's character in particular uh, reminded me of Eli Wallach's character in that movie. In that 20 years ago. John Malkovich was always, you know, it actually, yeah, it was 20 years ago in the Line of Fire films like that, yeah. where yep. he was the crazy guy and and the psycho. He's the psycho here, but it's all tongue in cheek. Yeah, and and but he's also was, he's also always right. Yeah, yeah, crazy, yep. but he's always right. He's always <laughs> paranoia turns out to be true. The, the helicopter is following them. The the woman at the uh, the airport is chasing them. It, I mean, all of his craziness was, was borne out to be correct. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I thought a lot of their characters, as you guys said, it was. It was one more time around the track. But of course, that played to the story, too. I mean, that essentially was what the story was about. Um, you know, I thought the uh, the set design and I and I really I just thought it was a good looking eye, eye appealing movie. Yeah, it, 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 it was very, it was very, very believable, sets. very, very grounded in the real world, I thought. Yeah, and I also just the only disappointment from a performance standpoint, and just because I love him and I know how uh, multifaceted he is, Brian Cox playing such a cut-rate Russian who right. even is named Ivan for God's sake. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really felt they didn't give him enough to do other than you know be a little puppy dog that's still in love with Helen Mirren. So but I, I like was, their I like their stuff. relationship though. I like that I liked it a lot for some reason because it, it felt like there was passion there and they're old and it's always nice because you know often in film film is a young man's game. You know, old people aren't shown to be passionate and in love, and, and you're right. I like, and I, I like that point of it. And I, and I'm sure, as you were saying, uh, Ron, about your dad too. I mean, I, I have relatives of, as well that are older that are just like, "There's nothing in the theaters for us." Right? Yeah. And exactly. It's like, well, speaking go. of speaking of that, when I walked in, I went to the like daytime show on Friday. Yeah. And granted, my theater is near a retirement community. <laughs> um, I think when I walked in the theater, I brought the average age down to sixty. Dude, e- dude, exactly the same. I went to I, I, I went to the I went to the four o'clock showing on a Friday, and yep, immediately, and, and my theater. I don't know its proximity to a retirement home, but it's the same theater I go to every time. It's the Kabuki here in San Francisco. It's a fairly upscale, you know, like it's you pick your seats and there's a bar and stuff like that. And no joke, when the movie ended, we walked out. The number of oxygen tanks I saw was <laughs> was way. No, no, I'm not even joking. I'm not even. There was, I there, believe you. Yeah, there there, there was like there. There was a whole bunch of senior citizens at this movie, and I was like, "Oh, nice, awesome! Like it's totally connecting." <laughs> I was also you know, totally I, comfortable, though. It's like, it's like seeing a movie like that with your grandfather. Grandpa, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I used no, to work no the third, in this. I used to work the third shift, so uh, in radio, so those were the shows that I used to be able to go to. You'll find that most retirees are the ones that are going to see the film at four o'clock on a on a school day. Yeah. Uh, retirees so, but, and podcasters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but I, I do I do want to give it up and I do want to uh, uh, you know kind of highlight uh, Carl Urban just I he should be in every movie. No kidding. He's yeah. He, that's why I don't he, mind either. He's he was awesome. fantastic. I thought. I, I mean, like and and very straightforward, very whatever. But it was just like it, he was great. And like what was really funny was that the person I saw the movie with, like yeah, who was that guy? I'm like that was Carl Urban. It's like oh I've never heard of him before. I'm like yes you have. I'm like you saw Lord of the Rings. You saw Star Trek. And they're like, oh my god! You're like, he just slips into this role, and yeah, you he's forget. Very charismatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's gonna be yeah, good-looking guy. Yeah, great. 
Is, oh, that's right. He is going to be Judge Dredd. He's going to be a great Judge Dredd. He's going to be a great Judge Dredd. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I certainly hope so. Yeah, that's, you know, honestly, I, I was telling people before, you know, this podcast that when I had seen it and talking to them about it as the trailers kept, you know, growing and commercials were going, I'm like, you know, you should go see it. If you like these actors, you're going to enjoy the film because it's breezy, it's light enough. I, and the other thing, too, just coming back from uh, the New York con and being on an airplane, I'm like, this will be a perfect airplane movie. Because this will be very easy to edit down and still yeah. keep most of its elements, but you can edit it down for time and still enjoy it. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but it's the type of film that you could really turn away from and not feel like you've missed any you know crucial portion of the uh, of the plot. Yeah, I you mean, can pick up what's very, going on, and the, the twists were fairly were fairly not obvious, broad. but but easy to understand. They're broad, they're easy yeah. to understand. Yeah. What I just thought was so funny is that I know he won't go see it, but just can you like put yourself in Warren Ellis's mind if he goes to see this movie? <laughs> Like, all all else sees giant dollar signs running across the street. True, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, honestly, yeah, I would love to have an intimate conversation and really get his honest opinion. But, yeah. um, and it is, and that's what I would warn is if anyone is going in expecting that kind of, you know, intricate Warren Ellis story and stuff, no, you're not going to find but it. But that's the thing although, is that it did... Although the, the Mason character was very much a Warren Ellis type hero. He oh, was yeah, tough, no. he was laconic, he... He was really, really good at his job, but he's also sensitive inside, and that's very yeah. much the, like the Warren Ellis archetype, you know. Guy. But I didn't get that from reading the comic. I don't know how you felt, Ron. You just I don't remember the comic. No, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say the the the. the I didn't. I didn't get that emotional connection because they really played up the romance with Mary Louise Parker and the and the desire to have a life and all that sort of stuff. Whereas in the comic, it was just all action, you know, on a mission. You know, yeah, badass. Yeah, badass. badass. But that, but that Double said, I'm coming after you. Yeah, but that said, in given that, it was completely loyal to the comic book because it was only one eighth of the movie. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it was a faithful loose adaptation, but they just they just added on so much to it. I mean, they invented the the whole Guatemala vice president, the the whole the the, the thing in the past that was all invented. They invented Morgan Freeman. They invented John Malkovich. They invented Helen Mirren. They you know like they expanded on Mary Louise Parker. Like every you know Carl Urban. You know like it was all. You know, like it's it's really interesting to see, like, okay, here, take this comic book and make a two you know two hour movie out of it. Which I thought, by the way, I did think it was long. Like, it got to the point where towards the end, where I'm like, oh, it's still going. You know, like I thought it would be, I, I thought this would be a, a little faster. Um, not that that was bad, but it was the kind of thing where I just thought it was longer than I thought it would be. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought the Helen Mirren uh, Brian Cox romance was a little superfluous, um, uh, but I did enjoy it though. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, really, outside of that, though, really, Brian Cox had nothing else to do. And again, that was my yeah. frustration with his you know, limited role. Yeah. And then uh, on the other side, uh, I thought Borgnine's role was a little bit more than a cameo because he certainly had more than one scene. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, at 93, I mean, everyone gives it up to Betty White. Uh, Ernest Borgnine, it's so funny, you think 20 years ago he was doing the single guy on NBC and was uh, the doorman yeah. on that Jonathan yeah. Silverman show and stuff. He's now, fly. He's, yeah. he's, he's still out. He's, he's still he'll do it. You know, and Ain't It Cool News has a great uh, interview with him that includes audio text as well. And also, uh, the Television Academy has been doing these oral histories uh, with actors and, and producers and writers about the golden age of television. And Borgnine just did that last year. He is incredibly sharp. He still is very much on his game. And and I mean, literally, is a walking, living history of you know the last sixty years of, of film and television. And he, God, 50, 55 years ago, the man won the Academy Award for Marty. That's yeah. crazy. And he's got some a uh, hell of a set of eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> man, just amazing. Uh, every, time, right? every time he was on screen, I was mesmerized. I was like, look at these eyebrows. <laughs> It was it was a really good cast. I mean, yeah. you had Richard Dreyfuss was the villain. You had yeah, we Rebecca haven't even talked Pidget about Dreyfuss from da- yeah. David Mamet's 
uh, Muse and Rebecca Pitchin was was one of the bad guys. I mean, you had yeah. a whole really strong cast of, of actors in this film. Yeah. Um, from playing every major role. No, it was it was. I mean, it was really strong and it was really good. And I would e- I would easily recommend this to anybody to go see it for a fun action movie. It was good. It was totally yeah. I, 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 yeah, if I had to quantify it in in like a four star, uh, yeah, a four star review, I'd give it two and a half. An optimistic two and a half stars, well, saying if even further, if you like these stars, you'll love it. And I would say then it'll, it'll probably be a three for you. Two and a half is harsh, man. That's like. <laughs> I was well, I, I was gonna I say three three and a half. I was like I I have I've, I'm hard stars. pressed to find anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? Out of like, four stars, really? Yeah, well, not four stars. Yeah, out of four stars. Yeah, I wouldn't get. I don't think it, you know. By no means is it gonna win. Let's an award keep or, with the iFanboy five star scale. So right, fair enough. To keep with the iFanboy scale, I, I, I would give it four stars. Yeah. Then I would give it three. Yeah. So Connor, I'll go three and a half. We'll split the difference. Yeah. It yeah. lives in that three three and a half four range. It was it was fun. It yeah. was a fun yeah. film. You don't need to run out and see it on the theater if you if that's your thing. If you want to wait for the DVD, it's totally fine. Um all but, of the explosions uh, was, and stuff, the theater experience is it was, fun. But it was, it was a fun time yeah. to, to yeah. I had my soda, oh, I had absolutely. my chocolate, I sat there with Na- the retirees, we yeah. talked about knee injuries. Malkovich <laughs> <laughs> was good, I mean, his... his, his, his yeah. yeah, he was funny, Helen Mirren was, Helen Mirren was shooting big-ass machine guns. Yep, uh, yeah. Mary Louise Parker wore a lot of low-cut shirts. She was and, cute, yeah, yeah. And that's always... Was you know what made me think of in the middle of it was, was there's that, that scene in the beginning when Morgan Freeman's talking to Bruce Willis and he's talking about how he's, he's old. And I was like, he is old. He I don't is. want him to be old. Yeah, he is There old. you go. Yeah. Well, all I of them are. God, Dreyfus, too. Yeah. You know, Dreyfus, my God, that, you know, American Graffiti, that was 40 years ago. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. No, and even Helen Mirren and, and, you know, I think of movies like The Long Good Friday and stuff like that. You know, that's like they all had kind of – they all have badass films – in their past, most of them do. Yeah. Uh, most of the cast, certainly the older members of the cast, and that's why uh, you know when you said too, you're not used to seeing Helen Mirren. I guess she never toted the hardware, but she was certainly in a lot of like sure. hard nosed British crime films like The Long Good Friday and things. Oh, like no, no, she's 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 been in those films, but she's never sniped people from from the from the mountain. No, that's yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. So, and also, I think only of, of the big time '80s and '90s action stars, I think only Bruce Willis can pull this kind of thing off. Yep. Agreed. I think he was always the best actor of those guys. You couldn't have Schwarzenegger doing this role without it being goofy. You couldn't yeah, have Stallone without being goofy. Well, and Van Damme. Right I think that. Bruce Willis was always the best actor of all those guys, and he could do all the most. He had the most range of all those guys. So I yeah. think this, and, is and, this film too was really a tightrope. Where you're right, the the wrong actor would have totally made it goofy, and I think they gave it enough credibility that it was wry and 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 kind of tongue in cheek without being broad and ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that that kind of helped ground it as well. Yeah, totally. So it's fun time. Yeah, so go. Yeah, so if you're looking for a fun movie, definitely recommend it, and and don't you know don't freak out about the comic book or anything like that because I think it was loyal to it. So um, it also did well in its first day of release. It came in strong second to Jackass, and it was released in the perfect time of year too because it's going to be before the Oscar push and everything. So I really think for for a mid fall kind of film, a good window. It really would. Yeah, exactly, and I and I think it will. You know, it'll be very successful. I think. Yeah, cool, awesome. So uh, head over to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post about the movie where you can, you know, where you uh, other folks will be talking about it and where the podcast lives. So you can check that out, and we want to hear what you think of it. So uh, go to ifanboy.com and tell everyone what you thought of Red. And um, we'll be here. I don't even know what the next one is. is, but... it, is are we done for the year? Or... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we might be. I think we are. Good. Thank God. <laughs> a lot of a lot, it was a lot of movies this year. It was a lot of it was movies. In a, do you want a quick moment of uh, comic book uh, season? How uh, you know the whole year was, or is that a, for a topic for another day? Ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh my god, the energy for that one. Maybe. <laughs> All right, man. Make it an interesting show though later on. Yeah, maybe, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, think so. about that. Until well, maybe that'll come up later. But until next time, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I'm I'm John. 
And uh, yeah, so go see Red. Enjoy it. It was good. You just gotta sign out. Take some medication. It's the same.